Hey everyone, before the episode begins, I'd like to ask you all a quick favor. If you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could head over to Apple Music, hit that subscribe button, and drop a five-star review. It really helps out our show. If you think you've got a great, creepy story to tell, send us an email at straightupenigmas at gmail.com. Or message us on Instagram at straightupenigmas or Twitter at straightenigmas, and your story could be featured in an upcoming episode. While I put a lot of time into this episode, I want to give credit to the many articles I used to find information to make this episode possible. Information on these articles can be found in the show notes and also on our website at straightupenigmas.home.blog. Thanks for listening, guys, and without further ado, let's begin. The American film industry in the 1940s, like everything else at the time, was dominated by World War II. While many celebrities left to join the war effort, the 1940s featured dozens of iconic, star-studded films. Movies like Citizen Kane, The Grapes of Wrath, and Casablanca are still considered some of the best in Hollywood history to this day. The 1940s also saw the rise of film noir, a cinematic term for the dark, gritty, and cynical crime dramas that emerged from the era. Gene Spangler's enigmatic case, as we'll discover in this week's episode, sounds like the perfect film noir setup. Los Angeles, 1949. A young, beautiful actress on the brink of stardom suddenly disappears, leaving only a purse containing an unsigned cryptic letter reading, Kirk, can't wait any longer, going to see Dr. Scott. It will work best this way while mother is away. Sadly, Jean's story isn't just the plot in a movie. Hers is the true story of an American actress whose disappearance remains a mystery over a half century later. Stay with me as we discuss one of Hollywood's greatest mysteries, the disappearance of Jean Spangler. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas. in films and early television. She was born in Seattle, Washington on September 2, 1923. Jean married Dexter Benner right out of high school, and although she tried to divorce him after only six months, claiming cruelty on his part, she stayed with her husband for about four years. Bangler had one daughter, Christine Louise Benner, with Dexter. When the divorce was finalized, Dexter was given custody of Christine, partly because of Jean's apparent infidelity during the marriage, and also because he claimed she put her partying lifestyle ahead of the needs of her daughter. 
Dexter denied Jean the right to see her daughter many times. It's also been said that Dexter threatened Jean, saying he could make it to where she would never see her daughter again. Jean took him to court, and after a long custody battle, Jean won custody of Christine in 1948. The judge had ruled that Jean's questionable behavior was in the past, and that the little girl's place was with her mother. On October 7, 1949, Jean left her home in Los Angeles, where she lived with her mother and daughter at about 5 p.m. Jean's mother, Florence, was out of town at the time visiting family. Jean left her daughter, Christine, in the care of her sister-in-law, Sophie, and told her that she was going to meet with Dexter to talk about a late child support payment, and then she was going to do work on a movie set. A clerk at a store near Jean's home is the last person believed to have seen her. The clerk said that it appeared Jean was waiting for someone. There have been no confirmed sightings of her since. Authorities checked at the studios where Jean worked and found that none of them had any work in progress with Jean and that, in fact, none were even open the evening of October 7th when she disappeared. The police then questioned Jean's ex-husband, Dexter, who said that he had not seen her in several weeks, and his new wife, Lynn, said that he was with her at the time of Jean's disappearance. On October 9th, two days after the disappearance, Jean's purse was found near the Ferndale entrance to Griffith Park in Los Angeles. One of the straps had been torn from the purse, which led police to believe that there could have been a burglary that took place. This was soon ruled out when Jean's sister-in-law told them that there had been no money in Jean's purse when she left her home that evening. 60 police officers and over 100 volunteers searched the 4,107-acre park where the purse was found, but no other clues turned up. Inside the purse was an unfinished note addressed to Kirk that read, Can't wait any longer. Going to see Dr. Scott. It will work best this way while mother is away. When Jean's mother returned from her trip, she told police that someone by the name of Kirk had picked Jean up a couple of times, but that he didn't ever come into the house and instead stayed in the car. The authorities searched for Kirk and questioned every doctor in LA with the last name of Scott, but none of them had a patient by the last name of Spangler or Benner, Jean's former married name. It was found out that Jean had been involved in an affair during her marriage to Dexter while he was away serving in the military. She called this person Scotty, but she broke off the relationship when he beat her and threatened to kill her if she ever left. Jean's lawyer told police that she had not seen him since 1945. The mysterious plot thickened when actor Kirk Douglas, father of actor Michael Douglas, called the investigators while on vacation in Palm Springs to tell them that he was not the Kirk mentioned in the letter found in Jean's purse. 
He said that Jean had had a small part in the then-unfinished movie Young Man with a Horn that he starred in, but that he did not know her personally. In another weird twist to the story, a friend of Jean's told police that Jean had confided in her that she was three months pregnant and had talked about having an abortion, which was illegal at the time. After talking to several people who went to the same bars and nightclubs as Jean, police learned that there was a former medical student who was known as Doc and who did abortions for money. The police came up with the theory that Jean had gone to him for an abortion and that there were complications that she died from. They could never find this Doc or anyone who would say that they had actually met him. We'll discuss some theories and possible sightings of Jean right after this. Hello, this is the Sasquatch, aka Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. There were reports of Jean being spotted in Palm Springs, California with Davy Ogle, who was known to be involved with gangster Mickey Cohen. Ogle disappeared two days after Jean. The authorities had another theory that Jean and Ogle, who was under an indictment for conspiracy, had fled to avoid prosecution. In 1950, a customs agent in El Paso, Texas, reported seeing Ogle and a woman who looked like Jean in a hotel. A clerk at this hotel identified Jean from a photo as having stayed in the hotel around that time. Neither Davy Ogle or Jean Spangler's names were on the hotel's registration records and Jean could not be located anywhere in El Paso. The LAPD continued the search for several years, circulating Jean's picture nationwide in a failed attempt to find her or any reliable information relating to her case. No other clues have turned up since. There were reports of people seeing her in different parts of California, Phoenix, Arizona, and Mexico City over the next couple of years, but none of these sightings could be validated. To this day, she is still listed as a missing person and her case file remains open. Dexter Benner was once again granted custody of their daughter after Jean failed to reappear. Benner attempted to have his new wife adopt Christine on the grounds of abandonment, but the judge would not allow it because there was no proof as to whether Jean was alive or dead. Jean's mother got a court order granting her visitation rights to her granddaughter, but Dexter repeatedly disregarded it. Dexter was then ordered to serve 15 days in jail for not following the court order. He took Christine and left the state, never returning. There are reports that Dexter's new wife, Lynn, was formerly Lynn Lasky, having been married to Eli Lasky, who was a close colleague of Mickey Cohen. 
Many believe that the sightings of her with Davy Ogle may be in some way connected, since he too was an associate of Cohen the gangster. Dexter Benner died on May 7, 2007, at the age of 87. He was survived by Lynn, his wife of 63 years, and three daughters, including Christine, who is now going by the last name of Williams. Gene Spangler's case is a real enigma. It's like a very frustrating puzzle. The pieces almost fit together, but then there seems to be no perfect match. I wonder, did the police thoroughly investigate Dexter's new wife, Lynn? Could she really have been connected to a mobster? Was there anyone else besides Lynn that could confirm where Dexter was that evening? Could she have been covering for her husband? And who were the mysterious Kirk and Dr. Scott? Some people believe, even to this day, that Kirk Douglas had something to do with Jean's disappearance. It does seem a bit fishy that Kirk and Jean worked on the same movie, and then Kirk called the police just to tell them he wasn't the Kirk in the note. But then, doesn't that also speak to his innocence? A guilty person would try to steer clear of the investigation, wouldn't they? not call directly into the police station and put himself on their radar. Could Kirk and Jean have become involved in an affair after meeting on the set of Douglas's film Young Man with a Horn? Could Jean have become pregnant and gone to get an abortion from the shady former medical student, Doc, and died from complications? This theory, though, doesn't explain why Jean's purse was found with a torn strap at the entrance to Griffith Park. What if Jean was on her way to deliver the note in her purse to Kirk Douglas? She was planning on getting an abortion, but maybe he didn't know that. Did he arrange for someone to follow Jean and kidnap her in the park? Did he think she was going to blackmail him? Douglas was married at the time. If Jean decided to go public with the news of their affair, it might have ruined Kirk's career. Sadly, because all of this happened 70 years ago, the odds that her case will be solved now are slim. Kirk Douglas, however, is still alive. He's 102 this year and remains one of the last surviving stars of Hollywood's golden age. Will the truth about Gene Spangler's disappearance die with Kirk Douglas? Or will he make a shocking confession before he reaches his end? Only time will tell. What do you think happened to Gene Spangler? Find us on Instagram at Straight Up Enigmas or Twitter at Straight Enigmas and let us know. You can also contact us through email at straightupenigmas at gmail.com or through our website, straightupenigmas.home.blog. If you like the show, please remember to hop onto Apple Music to give us a five-star rating. It really helps the podcast. Tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode of Straight Up Enigmas.